Hello, and welcome to the Tea with Tresetta podcast. I invite you to join me each week where I'll share the training, encouragement, and answers you need to be successful in your purpose, as well as interview some awesome women of faith walking fully in their God-given purpose through entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Tresetta Alexander, faith-based business coach and founder of Sister Spotters. I believe you can be wildly successful without competing or compromising your beliefs. Let's dive in. Welcome to this week's episode of Tea with Tresetta. I'm your host, Tresetta Alexander, faith-based business coach and founder of Sister Spotters. Today, I'm sitting down with my friend, Catherine James, who is the CEO of Sensational Living Training and Development. Catherine is a prolific and dynamic international speaker, coach, and best-selling author who helps women and organizations go from stuck to sensational by identifying obstacles and implementing steps to enhance leadership, communication, and revenue. She is committed to helping women business owners and executives fall back in love with their careers and their life. Catherine has a unique ability to empower and embolden an audience like none other. Motivational, inspirational, and always approachable, Catherine's tell-it-like-it-is attitude is the breath of fresh air that allows her to authentically connect with her audience everywhere. Catherine's primary goal is to challenge her audience and clients to reach for a better version of themselves every day. She believes in the depths of her soul that everyone can live sensationally. Catherine spent more than 25 years in the corporate arena holding various management positions. She also attained her bachelor's degree in business administration and a certificate for small business management and entrepreneurship from the University of Phoenix. She also holds a certificate for successful um, for success coaching, financial coaching, and counseling women. She is currently pursuing a master's degree in performance psychology. Three of Catherine's greatest gifts from God include her husband of nearly 25 years and their two adult children. Welcome to Tea with Tresetta, Catherine. Hello, Tresetta. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. It's good to see you. The other day, my husband is now a husband of 25 years. Yes. Awesome. Oh, congratulations. Thank That's you. Quite a feat. Quite a feat, especially in this day and age. I'm so glad to be with you. Thank you for having me. It is a pleasure. Always a pleasure. I'm glad to. Um, Catherine and I were in a mastermind group together, and we met live in the, in the flesh. Um, last June, so we're, we were just talking before we got started recording about how it's been almost a year since we saw each other in live and in person down in sunny Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So it is a pleasure to see you because we're recording this live yes. um, where we can see each other on Zoom. So Catherine, what, before we dive in and I start interrogating you, um, why don't you tell everyone, I know I read your bio, but why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself from your own perspective? Thank you. So 
in my bio, you speak to all of my greatness, which bios do, but I'd like to tell people, although I am an international best-selling author and I'm an international speaker, although I've had an opportunity to work with hundreds of women and helping them move from stuck to sensational, <laughs> in 2012, I found myself on the side of the road after having nearly a head-on collision oh because gosh. I was driving down the wrong side of the street in a transit state, unaware of what was wrong, just knowing that everything in my body felt like it was going to come out. My heart was racing so fast that I literally thought I was going to die. Wow. And all I could do with the streams rolling down my face is pull over to the side of the road and beg for God to help me. Leading up to that, I had been sitting in my office and all of a sudden the walls started closing in on me and everything started feeling blurry. I was hot and I had beads of sweat forming and I thought, I better leave. I don't want anyone to see me like this. Had no idea what was going on. As I sat on the side of the road crying and begging God to help me, all that I could think is, am I having a heart attack or am I dying? What is wow. going on? And because of my faith, I went into prayer. In that moment, everything, I couldn't utter words. It was just from an internal place of asking God to help. And my heart eventually began to slow. I went to the doctor and the diagnosis was panic attack. Wow. And there was a point of relief and a point of anger. Relief because I wasn't dying, but anger because I realized my life had gotten so out of control. And what I say, although I look like a very great public success, there was private failure taking place. Wow. My life had gotten so out of control that my body was responding from the inside and that's where the panic attack was coming from. So as a result of that experience and really taking a step back and looking at life, my business was born because what I knew after working with so many women that I wasn't in a boat alone. I knew that there were many women who looked like a public success, but failing privately. Yeah. I knew that many women suffered with stress and anxiety and fear and shame. And as I was able to come out of that, I realized that part of my calling was to help other women come out of it. And that's where the term stuck to sensational comes from. <laughs> so. I love that. I love that. And, you know, you're so right in how a lot of us are going around and we look successful on the outside. We have that appearance that we have it all together because we're hiding kind of in shame because of the areas of our life that we're not happy with or are not in the place that we really desire them to be. Um, and by internalizing that, we're doing ourselves damage and not allowing our our true selves to be out and can put ourselves in those positions where we have panic attacks or um, de you know depression or um, you know, even get to the, get to the place where we're suicidal because we're not allowing ourselves to be truly authentic in who we are 
um, like Medicaid or, you know, it yeah. shows other areas. I tell people sometimes maybe it's not depression, maybe it's not anxiety, but how are you responding to minimal situations? Are you flying off the handle? Or are you, you know, cursing people out and you don't mm-hmm. understand why there's this anger that sits inside of you and you get to a place of thinking, this is just how I am. Yeah. And, and that's not really, you know, that's not really true. We think no. we get kind of jaded because of life situations or life circumstances and we lose who we are. And that's how we get in that, that stuck place. I can totally relate to that because I, um, I say not so much that I was stuck, but I was sleepwalking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was sleepwalking through life and didn't know that I was sleepwalking to life through life until I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And that was my wake up call that let me see, Oh my gosh, what have I been doing? Um, so what, what do you, what do you say to those women? You know, when you, um, come across a client or a potential client and you're having those conversations, what do you say to that person who's stuck? How do you help to encourage them to get out of that stuck place? It's first them wanting to get out because (laughs) unfortunately there are a lot of people who are stuck or like you say, walking through life, sleeping, and they're okay with it. But for those who want to get out, it's really asking them to look at where is it that you desire to be? Because if we can't see forward, we definitely can't address those things that are behind us. So when you are able to say, I desire to be here, then it's what's stopping you from getting there what's happened. And not that we have to elaborate or spend a lot of energy on the what happened, but we want to make sure that we are identifying the root cause, the root cause of our belief system, the root root cause of our actions, how we show up in the world every day. And then going through the process that's necessary to change change the way we think, change how we believe, change how we show up, how we respond to things. Um, It is a process. And I tell people that all the time. It truly is a process. When I started, I work in the realm of personal development and transformation. When I started, it was 20 years ago. And I am still in a process. I'm not who I was 20 years ago by far. (laughs) But I believe, you know, as we continue to go through this life, we will remain in a process because every time we reach a new level, it's something new for us to experience. And that could be bad or good. So it's always a process. Yes, that's so very true. And once you, um, once we realize that, we are never going to, or I should say it this way, that we should never stop working on ourselves because there's always, if, as long as we're still here on this earth, as long as we're still breathing, there's going to be something in us that we can improve, that we can work to do better, um, become better human beings, yeah. essentially. Um, what, what type of what type of activities do you encourage your clients to do to facilitate that change? With my clients, we go through a ritual of activities. So um, usually it's visualization. Uh, We go through, I give them wealth work assignments. We do affirmations um, where they, they are writing down them daily and then reciting them. Sometimes people are in the place initially where all they can do is write them. So that's where they start. And then once you start believing a little bit, so if you're dealing with someone who struggles with self-worth and you're writing a mantra simply, I am worthy of greater, 
that may be a little difficult to speak, but if you get in the habit of writing it, um, eventually you get to a place where I can hear myself say it. We do mirror work. We do um, sentence stems. There are coaching transformation that there's, there's coaching um, processes, if you will, that takes you down into to help you really identify. We go back, we look at who is your little girl? What is she yeah. saying? And sitting in that space. So sometimes it's very painful. Yeah. But what I always assure my clients is that I will never leave you there. So I'm willing to walk with you to bring you out. And some of the experiences have been just for me to watch phenomenal, phenomenal. So there are multiple exercises. Um, it's all about doing the work. And a lot of it, sometimes there are exercises that I know, you know, to go to. And sometimes there are things that God will just drop in a moment. And because of the information that's being exchanged, it's have them do this. And so is there, is it, it's not cookie cutter. And when you ask what type of things, um, there are some things, you know, we are very familiar with affirmations. We're very familiar with um, journaling, but then there are things that just show up and it's, it's kind of created organically for the individual. Yeah. I love, um, I love what you said, how um, in the moment things just kind of show up that uh, that's that tapping into um, the gifts of revelation that we have as believers. And so um, obviously that's one way that faith plays a role in your business. Are there other ways that your faith plays a role in how you do business and how you work with your clients? Faith is everything to me. <coughs> and um, I believe that because of the type of work I do, I am my business. My business is me. Um, I cannot show up without faith. That means um, for me as an individual, when things are difficult, it's my faith that keeps me standing. When I can't sleep at night, when I am concerned about business, when someone says yes only to stop returning calls, the human side of me is like, wait a minute, what happened? It's my faith that keeps me going. It's my faith that I stand in, I lay with. But from a business perspective, I don't make a move without directing my creator or consulting my creator, getting direction. I know that I must show up integrity because everything that I am represents him and I don't want to misrepresent him in any way. So in terms of my business, it's, it's covered in faith. Amen. Amen. You know, I, I totally relate with uh, what you said and that um, I struggled for a while with balancing that, you know, like the business side of me and the faith side of me, um, even especially when I was in school, I was, uh, my degree is in social work and in school, I was taught you had to separate your own personal beliefs um, and follow our, the social workers code of ethics. And there was all these different things. And I was struggling with that because just like what you were saying, my faith is who I am. I can't separate from right. myself. <laughs> and I struggled with that for a long time. 
And then the Lord had to really deal with me. I, I, matter of fact, I left school for a couple of years before I went, but finally went back and finished. And mm -hmm. finally, he just, the way that I was able to kind of reconcile, reconcile that was through him telling me, you know, if you just walk in love, it's covered. That's it. You know, if you just walk in love, you're covered. You, you don't have to worry about any code of ethics or anything. Just treat people through, through love. And so I love what, that you said that and how, you know, it's, you have to show up as who you are. And people either, you know, either people who are going to, people are going to be drawn to you because of that, mm -hmm. or they're not, right? Mm -hmm. They're either going to accept that you are a person of faith or a woman of faith, or they're not. And that's, and that's okay. Okay. It's you okay. Know, a lot of people get caught up in like, oh, well, I don't want to offend anyone or I, you know, I want to be able to work with everyone, but we're not called to everyone. Exactly. I was going to say that, you know, I believe that we all have a group, I say a group of individuals yeah. that have been assigned to us and those individuals will show up. You guys will meet, you'll connect. However, we're not called to everyone. And, and that's something that's difficult to grasp, especially when you're first starting out. Because, you know, yeah. we're, oh, I want to reach the masses. I want to help everybody. I want to change everybody's life. But we are not called to everyone. And if we show up in a manner that is not truly who we are, where we say it's okay for them not to accept it. It is not okay for us to show up pretending to be someone else or hiding all of who we are. Yeah. So it's, it's fine. <laughs> you know, and people can sense that they really can sense when you are not, when you're hiding something or when you're not really showing up as who you really are. And you, it actually has the opposite effect, right? when you're not showing up authentically as who you are, then you're not drawing anyone. Exactly. Or very few people. Mm -hmm. I'm pushing people away. Right. But then I'm always concerned about what you're doing to yourself. Mm. And that's the thing. Because if, if I don't have enough confidence in myself to be myself somewhere inside of me, I'm shrinking. That's so good. And that's the thing that I'm always watching, always talking about because it all comes from within and how we love us. And if yeah. you love yourself, you don't need to shrink. You don't need to pretend. You show up and if the whole world says we don't like you, you love yourself enough to say it's okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and do you think that's the greatest struggle that you, your clients have or um, when you're working with them is that they don't fully truly love themselves, haven't truly embraced who they are? I don't know that enough conversation has been had around it first for yeah. us to say, do I truly love myself? Because how many times do we stop and say, do I love myself? We tell <laughs> other people, I love you. I love you. So it's, it's a given, but we don't look in the mirror often and say, I love you, girl. Um, so I don't know if enough conversation is had around it. What I do find is that there is a lack of confidence and it's easy to hide that because we can do things without having to be. And I, what I mean by that is I climbed the corporate ladder with ease because I was very well-versed and knowledgeable in my field. Yeah. 
my field didn't require me to be confident in myself. It required me to be confident in a task. So that looks like I'm confident. I can walk in the boardroom. I can have a meeting. I can direct. But if you ask me to run my own life, if you ask me how I feel about myself and the decisions that I made about myself, then you would see that little girl show up. And she felt very insecure and unsure of herself. So the conversation has to be, you know, who is it when we are alone? Who is it when we don't have to perform? Because what I believe is uh, the saying that I have when we lay down and go to sleep at night, even if you have a mate on the side of you, you're laying down by yourself and your true self knows who you are. So that's the person that I like to tap into, that person who knows there's more in them, but I can't figure out how to get out. Mm. Yeah. Where's the, what's the starting place? The starting place is acknowledgement. It's always acknowledgement. If you are sitting in a space of discomfort, I don't care what it looks like to the outside world, you know your truth. If you're sitting in a space of discomfort, you have to ask, first say, I am sitting in a space of discomfort, and then why? And then seeking the help that you need, seeking the help that you need. Um, I could tell you countless stories. I think back in um, 19, my daughter, I think of in terms of kids' age, 1990s, I um, went through a bout of depression. And I didn't realize that I was depressed. There's something called functionally depressed because I performed, I went to work every day, but when I went home, I literally would go to my room and just cry every single day. And again, going back to my faith, praying myself out of it, but then listening to what was being given to me. So there were people that would come and I was in business and I would have to go to meetings and they started introducing me to books and I started watching them like, gosh, they always seem like they're optimistic. They always seem happy. What is it that they focus on? What is it that they're talking about? So I started reading those books and that became my journey. That became the start of my journey on personal development. I started reading books. And for me, I always believed that if it were possible for one, it were possible for me. God is no respecter of person. I truly believe that. And I said, well, if that person can be happy, if that person can believe for more, even if life doesn't look really good, then I too can. So it was reading. It took a long time for reading and listening to cassettes. I'll tell you my age with that. (laughs) (laughs) Reading and listening to cassettes, but it took a long time to get to a place of where I believed enough to hire a coach. And that became. I think probably 10 years when I hired my first coach to work with me. And from there, it's just been one coach after another in various arenas, you know, personal Mm -hmm. development, um, professional development for businesses, but just always investing in yourself. So I will say acknowledgement and taking the action that you need to move from where you are to where you would like to be. And you may not even be able to define where you would like to be, but just to know that you're ready to move from where you are. So investing in yourself 
And, and again, that could be a small investment. Sometimes right. just a book, the magic of thinking big, I think was the very first book that I read and was like, wow, I, did, I had never heard anyone talk like that coming out of my community. I had never seen anyone take bold leaps coming out of my community. We just kind of sat in whatever life gave you, that's what you accepted. Um, I, I'm a bit of a book junkie. I read every morning um, for at least 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And um, tell me again the name of the book that you said the, was the first book that you read. Big. The Magic of Thinking Big. Is there, um, is there another book that you would recommend or what would, what would be your favorite book or the book that has changed your life the most besides the Bible? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's been an evolution. Um, the book that I always recommend for people to read is um, The Power of Positive Thinking. And it is- Eckhart Tolle? That is um, Norman Vincent no. Say it again. The power of thinking. Positive thinking. Okay. Super old book, um, but just really helps to put you in a different frame of mind. Um, another book that I really enjoyed reading for people who are starting out and going through some type of transition is um, The Dream Giver. Mm. And I love The Dream Giver because you get to look at real life experiences without the finger being pointed at you. <laughs> no one likes that. <laughs> no one likes that at all. Um, what advice you know, thinking about, you know, my, my audience is primarily women of faith who um, either have or desire to have a business, but what advice would you have for other women who want to start their own business? What would you tell them? I would tell them first to work on yourself. Um, before you start a business publicly work on yourself and you are working on yourself because your business can only grow to become as big as you are. What does that mean? If you struggle with insecurities, if you are concerned with what other people think of you, those will all be stop points in your business. So you want to move beyond that. You want to move beyond thinking limited, having limited thinking, you know, right. I can't, I'm incapable, or it's not for me. You heard me say that people in my community didn't look a certain way. So a lot of times we'll think that I'm not supposed to do that because I've never seen it done. Mm. So you get all of that stuff cleared out. Um, I would say get really good with being okay with being by yourself. <laughs> because a lot of the people around you initially probably won't think like you right they won't act like you 
So if you're still going to want to maintain the friends and the circles that you have developed, you're going to find yourself in, in conflict, internal conflict, because it's nearly impossible to do both. And, and that's just the truth. Yeah. Us and, entrepreneurs are a rare breed. Yes. Yes. And, you know, we've come up in the system where people have said, go to school, get a good education and yes. get a good job so you could be taken care of for the rest of your life. An entrepreneur is saying, none of that. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm do it myself. But everyone else is still in that way of thinking. So you're almost coming against the, right. the masses of the herd. And you have to know that for me, I always say, if this is what was placed in my heart. So you have to know that if it was placed in your heart, it was given for you to be strong enough. You have to be strong enough to stand on your own. Right. To That's stand okay. in the gift that you believe in, been given and the knowledge that no matter what it looks like out here, everything in here inside of you is the truth. So watching the company you keep, being okay with being alone, developing new relationships with people who are doing what it is that you would like to do, um, people who think the way you want to think or need to think as an entrepreneur, and staying in your faith. Yeah. Staying in your faith at all times. And the low it. times, in the high time, <laughs> <laughs> the high times presents other obstacles. You know, you find yourself, I'm in this new environment, everything is wonderful. And then you get people who may not think like you, may not believe like you. And you've just got to be, that, that foundation has got to be so solid. Yes. And then always be forgiving of self. Yes. Thanks. And just say, it's okay, I get to start over. Every day God wakes us up is a new opportunity. Just say, it's okay, I get to start over. Yeah, yeah. And, keep, and don't quit. <laughs> yeah, I always, say, I always tell my clients, give yourself grace. Mm -hmm. Give yourself the same grace that you extend to other, others, give it to yourself as well. Yes. Yes. Wow, this has, been, this has been so amazing. I've really enjoyed sitting down, chatting with you today. Um, one of the things that I ask every single one of my guests is for them to share their favorite motto or quote. What is your favorite quote? So my favorite quote, I don't know if it's fair or not, but, <laughs> <laughs> and it just simply says in this life, we get to choose. So choose to live a sensational life. I love it. I love it. We get to choose. That's so true. We do. We have a choice. I was just talking um, with a young lady yesterday and talking about how we can choose how we show up in the world. We can choose whether to be tired or show up full of energy. There's always energy on reserve and um, it, we get out what we put in and we, it's, the choice is yours, what you bring into your experience. So I love that. Well, before we go, I want to give you an opportunity. I know people are going to want to hear more, learn more. Um, so tell us how they can connect with you, how they can get a copy of your book and all that good jazz. 
<laughs> so the book, The Sensational Woman, um, and how to connect with me, you can, I think the easiest way is probably my website, which is Catherine, and I always have to say, listen up. <laughs> so Catherine is spelled uniquely, and it's C-A-T-H-R-I-N-E. There is no E in the middle. So CatherineJames.com. You can find um, The Sensational Woman as well as other books that I have released, The Sensational Living Journal, which is a 52-week inspirational journal and planner, and um, the newest release, which is The Sensational Living Mother-Daughter Journal. <laughs> then there's some other things, a t-shirt, Always Sensational in there, and that's all in the shop section. But if you want to connect with me, what I'd recommend, and I think the best way to do that is at the bottom of the home page is um, an, a space where you can sign up for a consultation. So you just uh, free consultation, um, sign up there at the bottom of the home page, get on the calendar, and then that's how we connect. Awesome. Well, I will add um, links to. Catherine's website and her social media accounts in the show notes. So you can always grab those links there. So Catherine, thank you so much for being on Tea with Tresetta with me today. It has truly been a pleasure chatting with you and reconnecting with you. And, and it's yes. been good to see you. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. I have had a wonderful time and I appreciate you so much. Awesome. Well, we will see you next time on the Tea with Rosetta podcast. Good night.